never, ever marks this spot. I am altering the deep. Pray I don't alter it any further. Most of the intelligence community doesn't believe he exists. The ones that do call him the Winter Soldier. I'm Batman. Dracarys. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that has still wondered what happened to that frost beast at the end of Thor The Dark World. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. Do you know what today is? What is today? Well, well, aside <laughs> from... <laughs> well, aside from it being July 2nd and the fact that uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Critical Role, returns tonight from their big uh, COVID hiatus, um, we are um, hitting... Uh, this is our 100th episode, so we're like... Honestly, we're about two weeks away from our two-year anniversary, but 100 episodes, like, that's insane to me. Um, only because this started as this tiny little thing that I knew we would get here, but I don't think, I, I have a feeling when we started the show, a lot of our friends expected, oh, here's a little hobby that these guys are going to do. <laughs> um, right, absolutely. I don't think they, ex- I, uh, I don't think they expected us to take it this far, so. <laughs> I remember asking you if we were going to do something special for episode 20 and stuff like so, I know. Uh, it's definitely crazy. I know with our with our milestones. Um, because this is a hundredth episode. Um, if this is the first time you're listening to us, this episode is going to be a little different. Normally, we handle like watching and reading stuff, and we cover some entertainment news. Uh, tonight, we're going right to our main topic, which is our top five list that we do every week, um, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, but I do want to make some uh, special thank yous to all of the guests that have joined us. Uh, we actually have two of them joining us tonight, and I'll introduce them in a moment. Um, but uh, Ryan, who does all of our edits and all of our sound bites and puts everything together for the show and sends it back to me to post, uh, Ryan, as always, I talk to you every week about the show and give you show notes, and I appreciate everything you've done, so I hope you're listening to this as opposed to just breezing through the episode and doing an edit. Um, <laughs> because cause I tell him where the list goes, I tell him where the sound bites go, and I think he just looks for those minutes and does it, but either way, either way, it comes out great. And then uh, my cousin Brian, who puts together the website and helps me and really behind the scenes and like some of the tech stuff, um, I really appreciate all the hard work he did too to help me out. Um, anyway, so our guest this week, um, you've had him on before. Um, he's come on a couple times. Uh, Peter and I, our brother Scott. Uh, Scott, say hello. You're here. Hello, I'm here. Hello. Can you say that one more time? You faded <laughs> out just a little bit. Oh, I said hello, I'm here. It's all good. It's This is that uh, Skype uh, nonsense in this crazy COVID world. I, I wish the four of us were, like, round-tabled right now. Um, like, yeah, really round-tabled. Masks, and that would get muffled. And... Yeah. Actually, um, I got... Did I send you the picture of my Boba Fett mask? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, the company I ordered it from, I found it on the internet... It's basically the bottom half of the Mandalorian helmet. It looks awesome because I had a choice of it. Awesome. It was either Vader, Boba Fett, or a Stormtrooper, and Boba Fett looked the coolest. But they sent me a secondary one out of the blue, and I don't know if they just felt bad about the delay or not because I just got a second one. I was like, sweet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Is that the kind of thing you can wear at work? 
Uh, no, I wear I wear one with a uh, police logo on it at work. Um, okay, gotcha. Um, it makes me wonder where all the Tom, Tom Hardy Bane face masks. All right. I haven't seen one of those yet. I know, I know. I just when the when we said to start wearing face masks, I'm like, who's got the coolest helmet? Um, I'm waiting for the uh, I'm waiting for the Sub Zero mask. I'm waiting for the. Um, you know the the uh, scorpion mask. Um, I've actually I've actually seen those. You can get those on the internet. Um, nice. I am waiting for uh, COVID to last way longer than everyone expects, so we can start going to conventions and stuff and having to wear masks. And like there'll be mask booths, and I can basically get anything I want. Um, oh. <laughs> that was a thought I had. Anyway, uh, our other guest tonight. <laughs> Let's move along. Our other guest tonight, uh, she joined us for all of our Disney episodes. She was like four episodes in a row. Uh, Mary Liz, uh, welcome back. Thank you. Hello, podcast listeners. Um, so this is this is a little unprecedented. If, like I said, if this is the first time you're listening to us, it's usually just Peter and I talking and talking about all the stuff we like. But tonight we're going to do a... We're finally going to tackle the MCU, um, the... This is the perfect time to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe because, well, COVID basically shut down the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and I don't know when we're going to get Black Widow. <laughs> so, um, since they have no new movies coming out for quite some time, uh, this is the perfect time to look at the previous 23 films and really dive deep and make our lists. But we're going to do it differently than normal. So... Those of you who've been with us for the past hundred episodes, normally we come to the show and we have our list prep and we have a discussion and reviews and all that stuff. Tonight we are going to be doing uh, this a little bit differently. It's kind of like a bump draft, I guess is the best way of wording it. Um, and you'll understand as we go. Um, so are you guys ready to start talking about the list tonight? Yes. Okay, perfect. Um, Ryan, uh, it's time to discuss the list. So as always, roll the thing. for the top five. Here we go, guys. Here's the list. We are talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And tonight, because we're not prepping our lists and everyone's kind of doing this blind, we're going to hop in the Wayback Machine, and it is time to travel back to the year 2008. Now, the only... Year. It's what? It was a glorious year. I mean, we had... An awesome year for movies. Yeah, you want if you go back, if you if if you look at the movie list that came out that year, you had Dark Knight, you had Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you had Pineapple Express, you had Iron Man One. I mean, those are just four big Hellboy ones. Two. What Hellboy Two was that year? That's that that year was phenomenal for movies. Um, with that said, we're traveling back to two thousand eight, and there's one Marvel movie that released, and it started all of it. So, we're going to do this in a bump draft form, and eventually we're going to start knocking movies off the list. So, here's how this goes. Iron Man 1 has released. So, Scott, what's your favorite Marvel film? If we're only talking one so far, it's Iron Man 1. Yeah, so, Mar so Iron Man 1 is your favorite Marvel film. Mary Liz, what's your favorite Marvel film? Of any of them? No, of oh. 2008. What's your <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it. There's, um, one, there's only one movie out. Got so it, I think it's Iron Man. Iron Man. Peter, you on the same page? That's it. I you, was just going to say, you know what I would like to say about that, though, is that at the time in 2008, uh, when that movie came out, that became my favorite Marvel movie of all the ones that had come out before. And I'm a huge Spider-Man fan, so that's saying something. Yeah. Um, yes, I totally agree with you. That, um, And I, you're definitely a bigger Spider-Man fan than I am, Scott. So uh, 
I totally understand what you're saying. How Iron Man, Iron Man was a complete surprise to me because I think a lot of us didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Exactly. Um, I, I think we were just like, what? You guys are doing Iron Man? Because <laughs> I think at the time, Iron Man was like a dead comic and like on the brink of like cancellation because um, he was just kind of being used as a background character. But Favreau had, Favreau had a plan. All right, so everyone's favorite Marvel movie at this point is Iron Man, right? Yes. Okay, so we got we have Iron Man, and then the next movie that released in 2008 was The Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah, they both re- released in the same year. Yeah, so we got Iron Man 1 wow. and The Incredible Hulk both released in 2008. So if we're stacking Iron Man 1 and Incredible Hulk, I, for me, Iron Man 1 is going to take number one spot, and then I got Hulk in my number two spot, so... I agree. I agree with that. Uh, Iron Man takes my first spot still, and then Hulk is number two. I liked a lot of parts of the Hulk, especially like the giant fight scene at the end and stuff. But Iron Man, I still thought was a great movie. You know, I think I saw it three times in theaters when I was out, and you know, I just have to have to have Iron Man in the top spot still. Scott, where you at it? I'm in the same boat as everybody else. Iron Man is still number one. Hulk is number two. Iron Man has such a good hero's journey in it. It really does. Uh, it's such a good blueprint for a superhero movie in general. Uh, but the Hulk, you got to remember, that movie was coming off of four years earlier or so, the Ang Lee Hulk movie, and that movie had a, left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. Um, so when we went to this Hulk movie, it was, it was something different. But one of the things I did like about it was it didn't completely um, uh, retcon or nullify what we had seen in the Angley Hulk. You could say this was a sequel, but you could also say it wasn't and it was a standalone. I mean, it definitely was a standalone, but it didn't like tear down what had been there before, if anybody actually did like the other Hulk that came previously. So it was a really interesting one to, uh, to see, and it had a way better villain than uh, and just beginning to end, much better movie than the one that had come out previously. I agree. I did. I did like the Ang Lee Hulk though. Uh, every, oh, there's parts of it that I liked. Everything but the last ten minutes, I liked the Ang Lee Hulk. I think you're about right there. I think that the only thing about the Ang Lee Hulk, otherwise, is just the pacing and style of it. Was um, I think they made it so epic, or they were trying to make it so epic. Um, that I think it, it was flat in a couple of places, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, Mary Liz, Iron Man and Hulk, where are we looking at? You're, so, you're going to say Hulk's the first number one pick, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because so I um, hadn't seen these movies until I think I started watching them maybe a year, maybe two two years ago was when I started watching like all of them leading up to Endgame so that I could watch Endgame in the theaters Like was the goal. Because you don't want to start on chapter 22 of a 23-chapter exactly, right, book. Right. So... But before I like had ever watched the movies, and I've never read comics or anything, but people would ask me my favorite Avenger, and I just said Hulk because I felt that he didn't get enough love, or like nobody really ever liked Hulk the best. But, but then, Black <laughs> Widow likes the Hulk, <laughs> and I like Black Widow. So, no. but uh, with that, when I watched these two movies pretty close together, uh, very quickly Iron Man replaced Hulk as my favorite movie, but then also favorite Avenger. I'm oh, all right. Man. So you're kind of with us. Iron Man yes, first, then Hulk. Yeah, right. even though I, I thought Hulk needed more love. but I can me. hop in and say at moments I felt like the Hulk was my favorite Avenger. Um, not always in the movies, but in the comics, there's sometimes where like 
my favorite Avenger is either Spider-Man, Wolverine, or the Hulk, and it's kind of they switch spots for me a lot of times in the comics. So I'll say I'm one of the people who likes the Hulk. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. <laughs> All right. Okay, so moving on, we are now going to jump back in the Wayback Machine and travel a little forward in time to the year 2010, or 2010 if you will, when Iron Man 2 releases. So, here we go. Are we looking at, what do we got for our list? For me, Can this I is... Can jump in here? Oh, absolutely, go ahead. Iron Man 1 is number 1, Hulk is number 2, uh -huh. Iron Man 2 is number 3. Um, that movie was... Uh... Typical sequel is what I will say. It was uh, a bigger body count, uh, more special effects, uh, but it, I don't think they spent enough time on the story, and the dialogue was also pretty pretty rough at times. So I, I wasn't a huge Iron Man 2 fan. Uh, the one scene at the very, very, very end when he lights up everybody with the lasers is really cool. Uh, enough said. Um, <laughs> what I will counter to that, Scott, is that we are in the Wayback Machine, so we've seen all the movies, <laughs> so I can talk from future knowledge. Iron Man 2 has aged well with me, where in the past I was not an Iron Man. I did not like Iron Man 2 in my first couple passes, but it has aged with me, and I like it a lot more now than I did originally. So my list right now is Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, and Hulk following that. So, um, I actually liked Iron Man 2 a lot when I first saw it. I, uh... I think when I first saw it, I actually thought I liked it better than the first Iron Man, and I think that was just specifically I thought some of the action scenes were better. Like, uh, the last battle scene in the first Iron Man, I kind of still think is pretty lame. Like, when uh, Iron Man and, uh, is it, what is, what's the villain in the first Iron Man movie? It's uh, Iron Monger. Okay, I thought it was Iron Monger, and I was like, no, that can't be right. But yeah, that last fight scene I think is super lame still. And the that scene that Scott just mentioned from Iron Man Two, that last fight scene, that's like straight out of the Iron Man comics. You know, it's yeah. or I mean, cartoon. Like it's Iron Man like fighting all these robots, and it's awesome and it's really fun. That being said, looking back on it, I have to agree with what uh, Scott said, where Iron Man is still my number one. Hulk is my number two, and Iron Man 2 is my number three at this point, just because it doesn't age with me as well as I was hoping for. Right on. Mary Liz, what do we got? So the fact that I just had to Google the plot really quick of Iron Man 2 <laughs> tells me that it should stay at my number three spot, because I, I can remember <clears throat> Iron Man and Iron Man 3, but I really can't remember too much about Iron Man 2, so Iron it Man, clearly didn't Iron stick Man with me. Iron Man 2 does introduce Black Widow. Yeah. I do. Fold. I think when I watched this movie, though, I was um, drinking some margaritas, which might oh, have something to do with it. But, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're all in agreement there. All right, so now we're going to jump ahead again to 2011, and we are now releasing Thor into the mix. So the first Thor film, um, this changes my list a little bit. This is going to, for me, it's going to go Iron Man 1, Thor, uh, Iron Man 2, and then Hulk. Uh, I'm pretty Th similar. I put Thor after Iron Man, but then I do Hulk and then Iron Man 2. In last place. Thor really, I, uh, Thor really surprised me, so go ahead. Well, I think Thor is a very uh, corny movie in a lot of ways, but I absolutely love it. I like that it kind of has this old-school superhero charm. Like, it almost fits in more with, like, the classic Christopher Reeve Superman movies than 
a lot of modern superhero movies, but I really like that, and I enjoyed how like lighthearted and kind of off the wall the movie was. So, so Thor, when I first saw, oh, sorry, was Mary Lou talking? Uh, she hasn't no, said anything. There is, by the way, you feel free to jump in. I don't mind cutting each other off and whatnot. Um, <laughs> if you're not talking, I'm going to point and say, who haven't I heard from yet? So, I'm just trying to moderate a larger group than normal, so. So Thor is one of these movies where I first saw it with, with very low expectations. I, I was in the theater and, and I was like, okay, I'm going to this because it's a Marvel movie and I never, ever, ever thought I would make Thor. And by the way, as the time goes by, I'm going to say this a lot, I never, ever, ever thought they'd make such and such movie. So the Thor is the first one, I mean, since Iron Man 1, we didn't think they were going to make that, but Thor is the first one that I really was surprised that they were going to try to make. Right. Um, so it definitely exceeded my expectations, but when I first saw it, it was my least favorite of the four that had come out, right? Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Hulk, and Thor. Yeah. And so at the time, I would have put it Iron Man 1, Hulk, Iron Man 2, and Thor. But I think this movie ages very well. I think that because of the other movies that have come out, you learn more about Thor's personality and where he's come from and where he's gone. And then to go back and watch Iron or Thor Part One, the jokes land even better than they did before. The corniness is more acceptable than it was before. Um, it is a little bit small scale feeling, and I think maybe they just didn't have that big of a budget for this movie because it's a small town that's in peril at the end of the movie with the uh, what is the name of that monster? Is it the Hunter? I can't. Remember. Oh yeah, I don't. The the light post. The, the light post. Yeah, I man, I'm drawing a blank on I'm drawing a blank on what that guy's name is. But he's from the comics too, and he's a pretty epic, uh, bad, bad uh, guy. But the the place that he was coming to destroy was like this town in the middle of Route 66, mm-hmm. in the middle of you know the American uh, desert. So it wasn't it wasn't that much peril that we were going to see compared to something like um, Man of Steel, which had come out uh, recently too. You know, so. Uh, I, I think that for me now, it would go... Did you just make a Man of Steel Iron. joke? Did you just poke fun at Man of Steel? <laughs> I wasn't making fun of Man of Steel at all. I was just saying comparison. You know, Thor is just compared to Superman a lot, and to compare those two movies is, is difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Man, of, Man of Steel wasn't out yet when Thor came out. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man 2. So Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man 2? Sorry, I'm trying to make notes because Scott said he didn't want to have a pen and paper. <laughs> oh, I um, Mary Liz, what My are we... list is also the correct order, the right one. To <laughs> Iron Man, <laughs> Thor, Hulk, and then Iron Man 2. Um, I recently rewatched Thor, and I did feel like I liked it better the second time around. Um, after seeing like the whole play out and yeah, where he is now, kind of the same thing you were saying, Scott. Um, yeah. yeah, so... Same order. Perfect. Um, all right. So let's jump ahead again a little farther in 2011, and the next movie to release is Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, this is going to alter my list very heavily, actually. Um, well, not really. Eh, yeah, let's see. So for me, it's going to go Iron Man 1, uh, Cap, uh, Cap 1. Uh, then I'm going to throw in Thor, Iron Man 2, and Hulk. 
So that's going to be my list for right now. Mine is almost exactly the same, except for the ending is opposite. I still have Iron Man 2 at the end. I Perfect. Have to get place. Perfect. Um, I would like to say this movie I thought was really great. Um, I know there's a lot of people after this movie came out that I, I heard from fans, like, uh, I think that they were unimpressed or less than enthusiastic about it, but I didn't know why. I like this movie a lot. I like this story a lot. Um, Cap is the character for me that ages the best over time. And uh, for at this point in time when this movie came out, Iron Man is my favorite cinematic universe hero. But by the time you get to Endgame, I mean Captain America is rivaling Spider-Man as my favorite uh, cinematic hero. So um, I, I just wanted to put that out there early that um, this movie's in second place for me on the list right now because I like Iron Man 1-4. But Captain America as a hero, I mean, he just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and this is, and Cap, and Cap 1 is a movie for me, like, there was something about, I, I really did not like the ending of the movie. I wanted a little, I just, I wanted a little bit more of him in the real world at the end. They, I feel they cut it short, and then I was like, well, great, there's still a bonus scene at the end of the credits, and the bonus scene was like a fraction of a bonus scene and then they ran the trailer for Avengers and I honestly wish they would have just not run the trailer for Avengers and did a bigger bonus scene at the end um, with him in the real world of like where the hell am I um, yeah. but uh, that's that's the only disappointment I really had with that first cat movie it's it's such a solid movie from top to bottom there's easily, so, there's easily half a movie you could have put together about what it's like to be Captain America learning to live in present day yeah I know uh, which, which they gloss over quickly in the next movies to come out. Yeah. Um, Peter? Uh, I agree with what you're saying about the post credit scene, but at this point, I don't think we had post credit scenes in the same sense as we do now. Like, I think it was mostly just, you know, you'd have to hear uh, Samuel L. Jackson cameo, and he'd ask whatever hero to join the Avengers, and that's kind of where they would leave it. So I think the... Uh, even though I agree like I don't think they should have showed the Avengers trailer in the credits of uh, Captain America because it kind of made the whole movie just feel like a big advertisement for the the Avengers. Um, I think that kind of maybe broke some ground with like what they could do with post credit scenes, and I could be wrong if I'm forgetting about one that came before this. But as far as I remember, that's the case. Um, when I saw Captain America, um, I probably would have put this right below Iron Man because I think I just acknowledged that this movie was just like a really good movie. But as far as like how well it ages and its rewatchability, I'm actually going to put it underneath Thor. So my list goes Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man 2. And that's just because... Captain America is maybe a little slow in some points, and if I'm going to just watch one of these movies randomly, I'm more likely to watch Thor, if that makes sense. Gotcha. I think that I think this movie ages really, really well when you think about what we experience in uh, Infinity War and Endgame with Red Skull and with uh, the, the lines that uh, Captain America gets to reuse um, from these movies, but, uh, but yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think yeah, I mean, Thor ages really well too. I well, I agree with that. I think it's just like a personal like rewatchability thing for me, more than even how well it ages. Just the rewatchability is kind of what I was going with, and that's I know that's a personal opinion. So, gotcha, Mary Liz, what are we doing? 
This is where I vary from the group, and I'm going to put Captain America as my number one now in front of Iron Man. So Excellent. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man. The rest of the list doesn't, or Iron Man 2. The rest of the list doesn't change. And I really liked the um, first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger. I liked that, well, first I just liked the time period it set in, and I liked the storyline and everything. I also am um, a big Peggy Carter fan, or Agent Carter fan, and watched, uh, that's one of the only Marvel, like, uh, TV series that I <coughs> got into. Um... And I don't, yeah, I, I just like her, too, not just for, the, like, their love story, because that's kind of sappy in the end, but um, I like her as well. Right on. Yeah. All right. All right. Before we jump ahead to 2012, I'm going to say at this point, we do not have to review every single movie, because we're going to be here all night long if we do all 23 films. Um, <laughs> but, well, that's why we skipped Ratchet and News. Well, yeah. Um, but what we're but, but what we're gonna do is I don't need to know your full list because now we have all of us have five movies in a specific order, correct? Yeah. So what I'm gonna do now is now that we have five, every time I release a title, I want to know if you're bumping one out for this next title that's coming up. Make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. So we're jumping ahead to 2012, and the only Marvel film that released in 2012 was Avengers. So, oh, yeah. so, where does Avengers sit, and what are you bumping off your list for Avengers to fit? I'll go first. Ryan, if you want to edit that spoiler word. It's okay. We'll fix it in post. Actually, I didn't even hear what you said. So. I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> I heard it. I didn't realize what he said until, until he mentioned it, though. But. Um, anyway, uh, Mary Liz, what... Uh, I am bumping Iron Man 2 for the Avengers, right. and I feel that it's important to point out that in 2012, I had no idea anything about Marvel, and I was working at, like, a balloon store, like a card and party kind of store, and the <clears throat> Avengers balloons were the most popular in 2012, but we were calling them the Avengers, like, mostly to be funny, we knew it was wrong, but, like, we were like, oh, we have to fill another, it's another Avengers party, <laughs> so when I actually watched the Avengers, and you were just liked like. It, Oh. I like, oh, I'm kind of bummed I made fun of it for a whole year. Um, I'm I'm going to be bumping the Hulk off my list for the Avengers. Um, the uh, I'm not putting these in any order necessarily yet. I'm just bumping Hulk for the Avengers so it can fit on my five. Um, the My original problem with Avengers is I did not get to see it right away with the rest of the world. I had to, I had to wait because my life was too busy at the time, and that sucked because by the time I got to see it, the hype, honestly, had destroyed the movie a little bit. Um, it And um, I remember I remember, I got sick uh, that year, and I got stuck in the hospital for, like, a week. I watched The Avengers five times in a row in the hospital trying to change my mind. <laughs> um, in the end, I really liked the movie. Um, there's some plot hole stuff that bugs me, but I let it go because overall it's a comic book movie and I just got to enjoy it. And looking back on it, after you see the fruition of what this story was, when you finally get to the end, um, Avengers 1 sits way better with me now. So that's kind of my piece on it. So I'm just basically bumping the Hulk out for that one. Um, Scott, what do you got? Alright, so I completely disagree with Andy. I think there are no plot holes in this movie at all. <laughs> this movie is 
excellent. It is silent gold. I am going to put Iron Man 2 off of my list, and I'm going to put the Avengers in number one, uh, and then Iron Man, then Cap, then Thor, then Hulk. Um, I'm a sucker for the team-up movies, and you guys are going to see that theme as we go through. Uh, I'm going to you're going to find me easily bumping a lot of these great movies off just because there's a team-up movie with maybe one or two moments that I just love the team-up moments so much. But I do want to mention one brief thing about this movie because we're already uh, reviewing it pretty good. Is uh, That scene with the Hulk at the end, I saw this, mo- this movie on opening weekend and I remained somewhat spoiler-free because I was at a time in my life where I was already skipping out on all the trailers. Yeah, it uh, makes it hard to talk to you, by the way. <laughs> it does. <laughs> So that scene with, with Hulk when he uh, grabs Loki and just slams him across the room three times, I mean, that blew, blew me away. And uh, it had been a while since I had felt that in a movie theater. And so, yeah, this movie, yeah, it's my number one spot right now. Nice. Peter, where you um, got? Yeah, I'm actually in complete agreement, agreement with Scott. Like, holy crap, this movie is so awesome. Um, when I first saw this movie, it was... Uh, I won't go, like, too in-depth, but this was, like, one of the best adaptations of just, like, comic book to screen I had ever seen, and I left the theater feeling so, like, with such a high from seeing this movie. I was so excited, so pumped. There's been very few comic book movies that have made me feel that good while watching it. Uh, This one is going to bump out Iron Man 2 and take the top spot on on my list right now. Nice. This movie also made my appreciation for the character of the Hulk just bump up a couple notches in general. I think there was a good two weeks or so in my life where the Hulk was my favorite superhero because of this movie, because of moments like that. Right. Yeah, right on. This this movie made me like uh, Captain America a little bit more, too, so... I will say this is the my least favorite Captain America costume of all of the costumes in uh, the movies. Uh, he I will w- agree with you, but I will say that I think it's awesome that they did it because they just went for it. Oh, uh, I I agree with you, but compared this to is, this is how he looks and it, it is totally corny. But this is what we think the fans will actually appreciate, and they were right. Compared to uh, I'll even I'll even go further and say I liked uh, the Captain America costume. Like I know a lot of people don't, but I never had a problem with it. I was always a fan of that costume in this movie. So oh. <laughs> well, my my compa- compared to the other Captain America costumes, I always felt that he on, on Avengers he looked like he was wearing footy pajamas. So it <laughs> um, that's I think that's why it bothered me. But whatever. Look at the behind the scenes footage where it's not touched up and stuff like that, it actually does look really way goofier than it does when you watch the movie properly. Ooh, I might go back, throw in the Blu-ray, and I might do that. Um, all right, so are we ready to jump ahead to 2013? Yes, I guess. All right, the next movie to release, and I have a feeling this movie will not be bumping and jumping on anyone's list, but that is Iron Man 3, the first movie to release in 2013. Um, I honestly liked Iron Man 3. Um, it is not... It's not going to bump off anything on my list, but overall, I actually enjoyed the movie where I know everyone hated it, and it's because Marvel, honestly, they had one job, but they got the Mandarin so wrong. Um, and, uh, yeah, other than the Mandarin not being correct, I enjoyed Iron Man 3. So, 
Well, you were wrong about it not bumping anything. Oh, other than all right. Apparently, so, it. <laughs> I, I don't. Know, I really liked it. It might have. It might be have something to do with that. I never read the comic, so I didn't have any like preconceived oh, sure. like notions of what the manner should be or anything like that. So it for me bumps off the Hulk and takes my number four spot. Nice. Yeah. Right. That's that's fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Scott, does Iron Man three, Peter, either one of you have anything to say about that one? Or are you just That's like garbage? It doesn't touch my list. <laughs> oh wow! I'm surprised. I thought for some reason I thought Scott would have liked it. I actually really didn't like this movie at all, and it doesn't bump anything. Okay. <laughs> all right. This is this is Marvel's misstep, in my opinion. Like it, it, Iron Man two wasn't good, not like really good, in my opinion. But this one was their actual misstep in their whole lineup. Um, what they did with Iron Man is great. What they did with Iron Man's suits is great. But they had an opportunity to have a new villain and do that thing that they had done so right with their heroes by giving us the over-the-top costume, the over-the-top hero. You can give us the over-the-top, over-the-top unbelievable villain. We're ready for it. We're all in at this point. But you, instead, you pull back the curtain in this moment where you tried to give us a twist and it ended up super lame. And, uh, and, and it ended up being the same type of villain that we have seen Iron Man deal with in his two previous movies. So it was almost like, okay, but your plot had a twist backwards into something that's repeating what you've already done. So that's why I don't like it. But I do recognize it has a lot of merits. I also recognize it pushes the, the, the um, plot forward for Iron Man, for Tony Stark, throughout the rest of the um, saga. Yes. Um, I agree. I just, and then, and then the kid made it to Endgame. He survived. Um, <laughs> that's, that's what we were all clamoring for. <laughs> well, I just remember every one of us at the, at the end of Endgame was like, who's that kid? Oh, it's the kid from Iron Man 3. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, jumping ahead into 2013 a little bit farther, um, it is Thor the Dark World. Um, I really like this movie a lot more like I to me Thor the Dark World was the misstep now that I've seen Endgame and I understand a connection differently because the guys who wrote Captain America uh, Marcus and McFeely wrote Thor the Dark World wrote Captain America Winter Soldier wrote Avengers Age of Ultron wrote Captain America Civil War wrote Infinity War wrote Endgame like they had their hands deep 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 in Marvel's like story group um, so after seeing as far as we go, um, Thor the Dark World has completely changed for me. So I'm bumping Thor 1 for Thor 2. Um, I don't know if anyone has to say anything about it, but yeah. Nice. This nice. movie ages so well, like you said, and, uh, the way that, the way that Endgame is built up on, up on top of this movie, now, this is one of the pillars that holds up the Endgame story. And uh, without Endgame, this movie probably doesn't age as well. But I can tell you when I got out of this movie, I was loving it. And then I was hearing people kind of like uh, disrespect it here and there. And I didn't understand why. The same way that I saw people do that kind of stuff with Captain America. Um, I think this movie is going to be... I think it's going to go Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, The Dark World, and then Hulk for me. And I think that's five. Uh, say that one more time, Scott. Right now I'm at Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, The Dark World, and then Hulk. 
Avengers, Iron Man, Cap, Thor, The Dark World, and Ben Hook. Okay, cool. So, I yep. agree with Scott a lot in that uh, I really enjoyed this movie when it came out. Um, I think it's like kind of the uh, Captain America Avengers suit of uh, movies for me where I really liked it and a lot of people complained about it and I didn't understand why. Like, I think the movie has some like obvious flaws like i think the villain's like pretty one-dimensional and stuff but overall i thought it was a good movie i this one's actually going to take uh spot number three on my list and it's going to knock the hulk off my list at this point so sweet all right okay um let's move on to oh mary liz my bad (laughs) i thought sorry i thought you jumped in at the beginning like you have a couple first couple times so go ahead um thor 2 dark world does not make my list but I want oh, after hearing dynamite dropping. <laughs> but I, I will say after hearing you guys talk about it more, and I think it's partially because I haven't rewatched it since watching the rest of the movie. So if I gave it a rewatch, that might change things. But as of right now, it is the top of my doesn't make the list list. All right, <laughs> <laughs> this is your missed up from Marvel, I guess. All right, this next movie is really going to drastically change my list. Um, because honestly, we're jumping ahead to 2014, and honestly, I have this feeling after we discuss everything in the end, this is probably going to be my number one film all the way through. Because to me personally, as of right now, seeing all the movies, Captain America the Winter Soldier is the best Marvel film they have ever done, period. Um, you guys can disagree with me all you want, but I have felt that way since I saw it. It literally wowed me on a scale that none of the other Marvel movies ever have. So my list will now go uh, Cap 2, Iron Man, um, uh, Cap 1, Thor 2. I'm bumping out Avengers 2. I'm sorry, Iron Man 2 to put Avengers and then... Uh, so yeah, it'll go Cap 2, Iron Man, Cap 1, Thor 2, and then Avengers. So. This is going to get crazy. I know, right? I agree. Oh, sorry. I don't know if Scott was saying more. No, that's all. I was just going to say this is going to get crazy. Um, I agree that from just like an objective like writing and direction standpoint and stuff, I think it's hard to argue that at, up to this point, Winter Soldier was the best movie from like an objective objective uh, film standpoint that they make. And I know that our lists are still going to differ because personal preference does come into it and uh, stuff like that. But I absolutely agree with Drew on this one. Uh, this one is going to go to the top. Uh, I'm going to put it in second place, um, but it's going to knock off uh, Captain America from my list, I guess. I'm still going to say Avengers I like better just for personal preference, but I think Winter Soldier is a better movie. And my list now goes Avengers, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Thor 2, and then Thor 1. So there you go. Scott, do you have any words of wisdom on this? Because you're being quiet, so... First first of all, this movie makes my list. Um, But it is... In my opinion, it is the Captain Serious uh, movie of the cinematic universe. It, uh, it doesn't have as much, yeah, it doesn't have as much humor as some of the other ones do, and I actually really, really look forward to some of that humor. Uh, I think it's great when a movie or a, or a franchise can poke fun at itself, and uh, we as fans, it's done in a way that we as fans can appreciate. There is some humor in it, but I don't, I don't know if I agree with the lack of humor so much, but that's okay. I hear uh, you. Uh, I, I, but, but I think that's why some of the fans think 
that this movie is as great as they want it to be. And I don't want to say it's not great, because like Peter said, I think cinematically it probably is one of the best they, that they've ever made. But um, it's it's it, by the end of tonight's uh, uh, episode of this podcast, it will fall off of my list. And it'll fall off because it is the Captain Series movie and because it's not, to me, as fun as some of the other movies out there. Uh, that's uh, where should I put it. I've got Avengers still as my number one. Um, I've got Iron Man as my number two. I'm going to put Captain America Winter Soldier right there at number three. Okay. Then I'm going to have uh, uh, Cap Run and Thor The Dark World. Okay. So you're going... I got you. Since I'm making your notes, I'm just, you know... Mm-hmm. Cap 2, and then you said Cap 1, and then Thor? Yep. Alright, Mary Liz, what do you got for me? I am adding <clears throat> Cap 2 to my list, and as I look at my list, I'm realizing I kind of hate it, so it's a good thing that we've got 15 more movies to go <laughs> to make it a little bit better. But, um, or more than 15, I don't even know. But we got 14, I just 14, counted. 14, got it. So my list as it stands now goes Avengers, Cap 2, Cap 1, Iron Man, Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 still hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, actually, with Scott, until that crossing, Scott still had Hulk on his list, and I was wondering oh, yeah. how long Hulk was going to make it. So. <laughs> so I bumped Thor 1. Um, I think. Yeah, all right. I don't even remember. Well, let's jump ahead a little bit farther into 2014, and this is where it's going to get nuts, because the next movie they released, and it surprised the world, like... I don't think anyone... I think we all walked into this next movie thinking, what is Marvel thinking and how are they going to pull this off? Because I sure know I was. And it's the most obscure comic book they could come up with, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, So that's going to round out 2014. But Guardians of the Galaxy, for me, that's going to bump off Cap 1, and that's going to put... That's going to slide... All right, so I'm going to bump Cap 1, but I'm going to slide some stuff down. So it's going to go... For my list, you know, Cap 2, Iron Man, Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers, and Thor 2. So, yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy was such a surprise. Um, and uh, it was just fun from top to bottom with the music, the humor, the acting, the cast they chose, the direction uh, James Gunn went with it. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about this one. So go ahead, guys. Talk. <laughs> All right, I'll jump in. So this movie... Um I have no, this is the first movie that they put out in the cinematic universe where I have zero contact with any of the source material. And, because I've never read that comic, didn't really know that comic existed. <laughs> Most so people I, didn't, Scott. <laughs> right. So when I first heard about this movie, I was telling my wife, I said, I think we need to see this in theaters. She's like, why? I think it might be connected to the Marvel movies. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Zero expectations because of that. This movie blew me away. Um, like, also the thing I want to say about this movie is, is to the general public, this movie expanded the uh, fan base. I think big time because I think a lot of people saw this not necessarily knowing how well connected it was to the cinematic universe. Absolutely. And realized they need to go back to see the other movies, and they maybe didn't realize it after watching. Uh, and, and maybe realized it after the next movie that was in line or whatever. So, uh, 
let me cut you off real quick and I'll let you go. Uh, Bran was supposed to be on with us tonight and she couldn't make it. And this is the movie that made her start watching Marvel films because I remember her getting, I remember her, we were in a conversation about movies and she's like, I just saw Guardians of the Galaxy. It was so good. And I was like, oh, what do you think of the other Marvel films? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so that, she, that's a perfect example of what you're talking about. So go ahead. Yeah, this is, this is that movie that uh, people went to see not knowing what it was and then found out it was connected and then had to go back and do their research and become fans of the rest of it because the other ones are good enough to become fans, obviously. And so you've got all of these comic book nerds and now you've got all of these movie buffs and they meet in the middle of this moment and, it, and, and the movie was so well done. So this movie is going to be in my... Let's see, what's my number one right now? You're, still your number one is Avengers, so you have... Yeah. Number two Number two is Iron Man. Yep. So I'm still, I'm still sticking with that. I've got Avengers, I've got Iron Man, then I'm dropping Guardians. You're going to drop Guardians? Then Gar I'm Cap 2, then Cap 1. So you're dropping Thor completely. Yep. Yep. Alrighty. Peace out, Thor. Um... <laughs> I, it's hard to add anything to what you guys have already said, um, but this movie I really, really loved. Um, this, I think, this movie, I think, brought me similar amounts to jo of joy as the uh, first Avengers movie, and uh, I really, I really love it. I think this one is also, like, super rewatchable. Like, anytime this is on TV or anytime I get the chance to, I love watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's always good. Um, so this one's actually going to take my number two spot, and it's going to knock the first Thor movie off of my list. Nice. This is the one that's going to beat out Iron Man 3. So... <laughs> 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 well, I wonder what you guys would have thought of me if that didn't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it is going to take... There's no judgment. Hey, yeah. hey, let's put it this way. On one of our lists, Hulk lasted much longer than I thought it was going to, True. so... Uh, yeah, I also really like this movie. Whenever I don't know what to listen to at work, I put on the soundtrack, like both the mixtape, but then also the actual like score of the movie. The it's score really is good. phenomenal. Yeah. That Tyler Bates sound, mm -hmm. that that Tyler Bates soundtrack. Oh my god, people just do oh, not get. People don't give that credit because they're all focused on the other music from the movie. Yeah, which is the awesome mix, though. I mean, for me, the awesome mix is what made me want to get back into listening to soundtracks. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was the other music. Unfortunately, I know the score is probably excellent. I haven't spent a lot of time digesting it, but when when this music came out, and because of how integrated the music was into the movie, uh, and that's, it's like what he had on his headphones is what we were hearing, um, and then the, the music that they picked, I was like, oh my god, I haven't wanted to buy a soundtrack since like Batman '89 or Jurassic Park or something like that. This is the first time I've wanted to buy music from a movie again. Uh, maybe maybe Star Wars Episode One, you know. So right. there's a long, a long, um, I don't know, 15 years between me buying soundtracks. Sure. Um, does that cover everyone's for Guardians? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We are jumping ahead to 2015 springtime, and the movie that releases is <sighs> Avengers: The Age of Ultron. Um, I liked this way better than the first Avengers film. Um, I think it's because I wanted the first Avengers film to be more on this scale. Um, uh, this movie just hit all the right buttons for me, so I guess I've liked the sequels, I guess, better <laughs> so far in all of our talking. So uh, for me, this is going to knock Thor 2 finally off my list. It's going to lower Avengers to the bottom, and it's going to put Avengers 2 um, right there at the 
it's going to bump that down. So, um, but this, but I, I really, really liked um, Age of Ultron. I loved James Spader uh, playing, uh, voicing Ultron, and I like that villain much better too uh, than Loki as the villain. So, in like in the first movie, so I just think they hit home a little bit better in this one. So, anybody want to voice their opinion on? I just want to say something to the listeners. If they've seen Infinity War and Endgame, and they've seen everything up to that, if they haven't gone back to watch uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, they need to. That movie ages so well. Um, When I first saw it, I would have put this, you know, uh, maybe not even on my top five. I, I liked it, but maybe not on my top five Marvel movies. But... Now, after seeing where, where this story goes, again, this is just like the Dark World. Um, it's a pillar that Endgame stands on. And, and if you don't realize that, go back and watch Age of Ultron. It, it's so good now. This comes um, back to that. This comes back to the writing as well. And I think it's because those writers handled so many of the films. When you look at the. When you look at, like, Infinity War and Endgame and you have to look back because of all the time travel stuff and you have to look back, you're just like, oh, my goodness, you know. So yeah, I think that's... It's the dialogue in, in Age of Ultron. Like, you hear these lines sputtered and then you, you remember that they were referenced and, you're, and it just gives you chills back when you Ultron the second time around after seeing it. I yep. really recommend it. Anybody who's listening to this, if you haven't done it, take the time to do it. It's, it's great. So, Scott, uh, does it alter your list at all? Yeah, it does. So I'm still putting Avengers in, in first place. Then I put Iron Man in second place. Then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in third place. Then Age of Ultron. And I think that leaves me with Captain America Winter Soldier in fifth. Yep. Yep. Mary uh, Liz. Or Peter. Yeah, sorry. Just because it kind of segues into mine, what Scott was saying. Because after everything he was saying... I feel like maybe I need to revisit this movie because for me, I enjoyed this movie when it came out, but overall, I was kind of left with the impression that it was a serviceable sequel. Um, I yeah, liked it, but it wasn't my favorite, and I think it's just not going to touch my list. I have, With that said, I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't watched it since watching you know, Endgame or Infinity War, so maybe my opinion would change on it. Um, but it's like, I like it, it just doesn't touch my list. Well, thanks to Disney+, Plus, you have that uh, to your fingertips. Um, That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not touching your list at all. Uh, Mary Liz? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat when you were saying that, Scott, that anyone who hasn't rewatched it should, well, you're saying to the listeners, but you're also talking to me because I haven't rewatched it <clears> since <throat> seeing the rest of them, and I think that would give me a better appreciation for it. I remember it being my least favorite of all the... Avengers uh, movies, so it does not land my list. All right. Well, we're going to move a little farther ahead into 2015, and it is uh, Ant-Man releases. Um, I loved Ant-Man. It was a big surprise. Um, I went in with zero expectations, and I remember having lots of conversations with people saying, there's an Ant-Man now, and my response to that was always, well, if Ant-Man came first and then they made Spider-Man, you would have said, oh, there's a Spider-Man now? So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they say in the movie, actually. Well, right. It's just... <laughs> which is funny that they it, it lands that way. It just makes me laugh because if Ant-Man was more popular than Spider-Man and then they made a Spider-Man movie, that would have been everyone's comment. Like, oh, there's a Spider-Man now? Yeah, of course there is. Um, so, uh, this movie does not 
bump anything off my list. I just like it. Um, it's really hard to say you don't like any of these Marvel films, I think, but overall I like the movie, so I don't know if it changes anyone's list at all. So. I agree with you 100%. This movie is great, it's fun, but it doesn't land on my list. I think that this movie is very, very relatable uh, to the point that there's a lot of people I've talked to who this is one of their favorite uh, Marvel movies, and they, they just connect with it better. That's not what it is for me. It doesn't make my top five, but it is a great movie. Right. Um, Ray Lewis? Um, oh, Peter. Yeah. Uh, Who wants to talk first? I, I can go. Uh, yeah, it actually does make my list in the number five spot. I just thought it was funny and remember really liking it when I watched it. Um, and, yeah, I think Paul Rudd does a great job with that. So what are you bumping? Too. What are you bumping for I'm Ant-Man? I'm bumping Captain America First Avenger. Captain, right. yeah. That hung on for a while. All right. Um, uh, Peter? Okay, yeah, so I remember what I was going to say. So first of all, um, I like Ant-Man. I enjoyed the movie a lot. It doesn't unfortunately touch my list, but I still think it's a really good, like, middle-of-the-road Marvel movie. What I was going to say, though, is Ant-Man, this is the second time Marvel proved us wrong. The first time was on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, because nobody knew what that comic was, and it ended up being a hint, uh, a hit, and Ant-Man was the second movie to do that. So I just wanted to point that out, like... This was the second movie that a lot of people were doubting, you know. Is this going to be Marvel's first flop? And it wasn't, so awesome. (laughs) I will say by the time we got to Ant-Man, I wasn't surprised that they were doing it. The first time I was really surprised was um, was Thor, like I said earlier. Iron Man, I was just like, oh, they're doing this? Wow, crazy. And then they did Thor, uh, you know, a year later or two, whatever it was. And I was surprised by that. But then by the time we get to Ant-Man, we've been through Guardians of the Galaxy, and we've been through the Avengers 1 and 2, and all of the characters by this time, I mean, we've already got a big gallery of heroes. And it's like, oh, they're just going to win a lot of these guys. Sounds good. <laughs> right. And I was, I was kind of on the same page with you, Scott. I just know, like, listening <clears throat> to, like, comic book podcasts and stuff like that around the time, there was a lot of doubters for this movie. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to point that out. Um, there were a lot of doubters, and I, like I said, it, I think it's because they were like, you have the title, you have the one, like, oh, Ant-Man, what is that? And you have the, and you have the Marvel fanboys going, dude, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> so, um, alright, well, let's jump ahead to 2016. Um, we're getting all, we're getting much, much closer to our dreaded 2020 date that we live in now, um, because we are in the darkest timeline at the moment, um... The uh, but we're jumping ahead to 2016 and the and there's two movies that are released in 2016. The first movie we get is Captain America: Civil War. Um, I this is not going to bump anything off. This is not going to change my list in any way at the moment. Um, I originally could not stand this movie. Um, it has definitely aged with me differently. I like it much better now after rewatching. Um, the reason I have a problem with the movie is because I have a problem with the comic. Um, the storyline in the, I was so excited to read Civil War on a comic book level. And so when they announced that they were doing Civil War in the movies, I got a little disgusted, um, because I never, and I'm going to, and this is very clear, I never understood why these people who've been friends for so long and uh, compatriots in battle went from a verbal argument to swinging punches. I never got it. It never really made sense to me. No matter what happened, no matter how it played out, it never made sense. 
but the movie took it in a sense where it was Cap versus Iron Man as opposed to the group versus the group like the comic book did. Uh, it was just a little bit more, because the comic book was a little bit more group versus group as opposed to just the two guys against each other for a certain reason. And Cap was really, it was really Iron Man versus the Winter Soldier, and Cap was just trying to protect Bucky. So, you know what I mean? And so the movie sits better with me now, especially when you get to Endgame and Cap and um, Tony have to really make amends. So um, it doesn't bump anything off my list, but those are my thoughts. Oh, and because of Ant-Man, we got to see Giant man So, um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I can jump in. Speaking of Giant Man, uh, that uh, airport fight scene was just amazing in this movie. Like, that was one of the funnest like fight scenes out of this whole MCU, you know, group of movies in general up until that point. I really liked Civil War. I think um, I think it doesn't touch my list, and it's just because I'm really struggling with this. But <laughs> this might be surprising, but. I think I might like Thor 2 better. <laughs> and I think it's it's kind of funny because Civil War is a much more ambitious movie than Thor 2, but for me, I think it carries a little bit more flaws because it's more ambitious. And I kind of am with Drew where some of uh, Iron Man's motivations in this movie I just couldn't get on board with. I didn't understand how Iron Man was so quick to uh, turn against Captain America and be kind of uh, on the side of, like, big government, even though it seemed like in the previous movies he was, like, anti-regulation and stuff. Yes, and thank you. Of, that didn't gel super well with me, I guess. What's that? Yeah, I'm just saying yes, thank you for agreeing with me on that one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Scott, what do you got? All right, I, uh, this movie's in my number one spot, and it wow. became my number one spot throughout the entire series. I love this movie. Uh, it is... Um, I agree with what Peter just said about Iron Man. Uh, that's a really hard uh, thing to swallow. Is 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 not where he is in this movie, but where he is after this movie, and the fact that he did sign the uh, Sokovia Accords, and he did want to pass the decision making on to the government rather than keep it his own. That doesn't necessarily gel well with me. But the stuff that that does gel with well with me is how he feels about his family and how he feels about the murder of his family. Uh, but this is another team-up movie, and this might uh, be the greatest team-up movie that I've ever seen. Well, yeah, because uh, it was technically and, Avengers and also, 3. So. And also, this is the introduction of my favorite Marvel hero, which is Spider-Man. And Spider-Man was in this movie for, what, 15 minutes? And he's never been portrayed better, ever. Uh, and, in your opinion... Yeah, and my opinion. The thing about Spider-Man is they, they've never gotten him completely right. And in the short amount of time they had him in this movie, I felt like they had gotten him completely right. And like, like there's scenes where, where Spider-Man catches Winter Soldier's punch. And Winter Soldier's punching at him with his mechanical arm, which we all know is like super strength. But Spider-Man catches it and, like, pulls him off balance and is like, oh, hey, this is a really cool, is this thing titanium and carbon fiber? Wow, but, like, that's totally a Peter Parker moment, and they got the fact that Peter Parker has the super strength, right? Like, this movie, you know, Captain America meeting Spider-Man, uh, I can't say enough good things about it. It, it. You guys might be annoyed by me, but this movie's going to possibly stay at my number one spot. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so I, do, I do like this movie. I don't trust uh, anybody uh, for I'm liking uh, this movie. <laughs> um, I Scott. Like this movie so much. Um, Scott. So I've got, I've got Civil War. Then I've got Avengers. Then I've got Iron Man. Then I've got Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I've got... Andy, what was the fifth one that would have been on my list? It, it, you're bumping Cap 2 and putting Age of Ultron at the bottom. Yep, that's correct. Yep. Cool. Mary Liz. So I actually also put Civil War at my number one spot, which I think is funny yes. that there were like two yes. opposite ends between the four of us. <laughs> the um, whole point of this was to have this discussion. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, and... The reason I like it is a lot of stuff that you guys kind of already mentioned, like just the fact that it was another team-up movie. Um, the fight scene at the airport is like one of the most memorable scenes that like comes to mind whenever I think of the MCU, so that, that's just one of my favorites. Um, I also like the introduction of the new characters with uh, Peter Spider-Man and uh, Black Panther, too. It's the first time we see them, which just is got me excited to watch the rest of the movies because right when I saw it, everything else was already out, so um, I got to right. go right into those other movies. So it bumps Ant-Man. It bumps like Ant-Man. What yeah. they do with Scarlet Witch in this movie is so good. Like that moment where uh, Hawkeye is there to rescue her because she's been grounded, so to speak. Oh, yeah. And Vision is like, Vision is like, you can't get her. And he's like, or you can't stop me from, you know, or whatever, and Hawkeye's like, I know I can't, but she can, and then she mm-hmm. thinks about it, and she does. Oh my god, it's so good. Like, it's written so well. It goes back to, like, what you were saying, Drew, these writers that were involved with these specific movies all the way through Endgame, um, I think, man, this movie's so yeah. good. Yes. I think you guys should put it on your list. It's 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 the it's the consistency thing. Like I said, I like the movie much better now, but I was it it was it's really hard to get over this Lakovia Accord stuff with Tony making a decision that is I think very against his character a hundred percent. So that's yeah. that's the part that really makes it hard. A, I think he had a crisis. I think that's what Iron Man three is trying to do. Is it's trying to show us that. Tony Stark has gone through a, a life crisis of his own yeah. about his motivations and about who he is, and it's changed, and he's conflicted. And I don't know that that really sits very well with a lot of people because he is, up until this point, like the Luke Skywalker character of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You don't want to see him make a bad decision, yeah. but he does kind of thing. So. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's the problem with me because it makes me like him less as a character. Right. Like, I get that he could have this crisis, but it makes me not like him as much anymore. Yeah, and, I, and so. to that point, I think this is the moment when I start to favor Captain America over Iron Man as a favorite character. And I think that, I think this movie's really hard for people to swallow who, who have always favored Iron Man throughout these years as their favorite, so. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, moving to the next movie that released later in the year. This is this takes us all the way up to November. I think was the release date. Um, is Doctor Strange, uh, in 2016. It was oh, the, I didn't realize <clears throat> it was going to be that one. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Doctor Strange was 2016. So in Civil War, it's Doctor Strange, and um, I this is going to bump Avengers one for me. I really, really like Doc Strange. I did not know much about. Doctor Strange going into the movie. Um, he was always, when I read comic books, he's always a secondary supporting character. I always liked him, but I didn't know a lot. 
So I kind of went in uh, with low expectations and a very open mind, and I just was blown away by what they did, and they couldn't have casted Doc Strange better. Um, so this is going to knock Avengers 1 off my list, uh, hit the bottom uh, for my number 5 right now, and that's where I'm at. So since I haven't mentioned my full list right now, my list is Cap 2. Iron Man 1 is still holding in second place with Guardians of the Galaxy, and then Avengers 2 with Doc Strange at the bottom. So... Uh, anyone want to jump in for their next pick? So, I can jump in. Okay. Uh, I was saying to Drew before we started recording when I was trying to like remember all the movies and stuff really quick. So I remember I really liking Doctor Strange when I watched it, but I couldn't remember any reasons why. So for that <laughs> reason, it does not touch my list. But it is again now. It I don't remember what was at number one of my not. Top it's all five good. list, yeah. but it's a solid number six right now. <laughs> all right, <laughs> and I, and it makes me um it makes me uh really excited for Doc Strange too, but I think I'm also a huge Scarlet Witch fan, so I think that's another reason I'm really excited for Doc Strange too because she's a play a major role apparently in that. So, uh, Scott, Peter, where does this movie sit for you guys? This movie does not make my list. Uh, this movie is super awesome though. Um, I, I really like how it ties into the end of the story arc as well. It's just like a couple other ones that we mentioned. Um, the way that the Sorcerer Supreme, the, her conversation with the Hulk in Endgame, uh, I think is super important to the plot of Endgame. And, uh, you know, this, this movie, obviously, you're completely unknowing that, that they're going to be building on top of it in that way. But in general, this movie is really, really good. Uh, it's awesome to get to get magic into the into play as well, not just, you know, superheroes and science um, and aliens. But, yeah, it doesn't make my list, so I like it, though. All right, Peter, what um, about you? Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything so far. This movie is really good. I love the lore in it. Uh, the visuals are just amazing. Um, I'm a little bit biased against this movie because I don't really like Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, overall, I did enjoy it, and uh, it's kind of like probably right below Civil War for me, but it doesn't touch my list, so. Um, I don't know, just a quick side note about Cumberbatch, um, he uh, did the narration for a Penguin documentary, um, he can't say the word Penguin, and it's really hard to watch that documentary. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Peter, this does not make your list at all? No, no, I, I liked it. All right, you guys ready to jump ahead to 2017? Because three Marvel films released in 2017. Penguin, penguin. I think he says it's it's like penguin or pe like it's 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 it's, it's, it's weird. He says penguin. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, so we're jumping ahead to 2017 with Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was the first movie that uh, released that year. Um, I liked this movie to a point. Um, but overall, I just felt it was an extension of Guardians of the Galaxy. I did not like it as much as Guardians of the Galaxy, so it does not bump anything off my list. I still hold steady to what I have. So I don't know what anyone else has to say about it, but um, I just didn't think it was as good as the first Guardians film. So The opening sequence of this movie is the best part of this movie? Yes. Agreed, 100%. <laughs> this movie is weird, and... Yeah, it's not going to make my list. I don't want to say it's a bad movie. It's a really weird movie. 
Uh, I will say that there is another loose thread hanging out there with Adam because he oh. has Adam yes. at the end in this movie. Yes, Adam Adam Warlock is coming. And we haven't had up that loose thread. <clears throat> Uh, and so he's out there with that uh, lone frost giant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, Adam Warlock is coming when Marvel can finally get their stuff off the ground. So that's funny. Um, Peter, um, what, when I first saw this uh, movie, I thought I thought I liked it better than the first Guardians movie. Um, I really liked it. The movie, like uh, Scott said, it is a very weird movie, but I really appreciated that. Like, the main conflict of the movie is very uh, philosophical and esoteric, you know? Like, how many movies deal with the fact, like, should I be a normal mortal or become a god? Like, I, I love that concept. Going back to it, though, I don't think it ages as well as the first Guardians movie for me, just as being, like, the solid, cohesive piece of storytelling. And so it's, it's higher up on my list as far as Marvel movies go, and I'd probably put this one right above Doctor Strange and right below Civil War, um, but it still doesn't touch my list, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Mary Liz? Yeah, I also really liked it, um, but not as much as the first one and not enough to get on my list. I do like Baby Groot the best, yeah. but that doesn't change my opinion on the movie as a whole. So, um. yeah, the, that, that last scene, I remember feeling like super, super, like, I felt like a lot of suspense, even though I mean, you didn't think it, he wasn't going to actually defuse the bomb, but still, like, I was like, oh, is he going to hit the right button? I, it was, right. yeah, hard um, to watch. All right, so we're moving. I have one more thing before we move on. Yep. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, yeah, the, oh. Mary, the Mary Poppins <laughs> scene. <laughs> I had that as yeah. a tri- uh, trivia name. Before. Is he? Co- you look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so we're jumping ahead into uh, 2017. We're like summertime. Um, they threw us a curveball and had to release this almost on Fourth uh, of July. So I had to uh, go to see this a little bit late. And that's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, my personal opinion is this is not going to touch my list um, as thus far. Um, and the only reason is, is because I was super excited for this because of your point, Scott, about Civil War. Um, I was so excited for Spider-Man being introduced in the MCU fully extent. My problem with this movie is they messed up Flash Thompson real bad. Uh, not the only one they messed up. Almost, almost, unfor- <laughs> almost unforgivable messed up Flash Thompson. You had one job, Kevin Feige, is to get it right. And then they messed up the whole Mary Jane thing. And not wanting Mary Jane as the girlfriend, I have no problem with. But don't acknowledge the MJ thing and not have MJ. In, like, that That just irritated the living crap out of me. <laughs> so um, I walked out of Spider-Man Homecoming overall liking the movie, but angry. On repeat viewings, I like the movie better, but I'm still irritated with the changes to those two characters badly um i will i will say yeah. i will say i didn't walk out angry at all um <clears throat> i was uh, not excited about those things that they changed about those two characters i think those are important characters and i think that um i think that what they did with mj in uh far from home is actually really good I yeah but but if that really was, you know, the Mary Jane character, we would have been absolutely fine with it. Out of, out of, out of. So Scott, what is, what is this far from home you speak 
up. I know no far from home in this way back machine. Yeah, dude, it's it's 2017, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> well, you have to stop referencing the uh, Endgame music. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Andy. I really liked the way that Spider-Man is portrayed. I think Tom Holland's Spider-Man is still excellent. I, I, I really like the interaction between Spider-Man and Iron Man in this movie. Um, I think his motivations are right. right. I think that uh, Michael Keaton is awesome in this movie. And the scene between Michael Keaton and um, Tom Holland when, when they're driving to the homecoming dance or whatever, I think that's so good. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think what they, they did with those two characters, Flash and, and Mary Jane, I think that they should have had to be have, have her, let her name be Mary Jane, you know. If yeah. they had her name be Mary Jane, everything would have fit fine. Yeah. But they didn't, and then they called her MJ. Yep. And and but that, that, those are really my only nitpicky things about the movie. <clears throat> those are artistic choices, and they still got they still nailed the main character. So yeah, they, I, I think they did a really great job with the villain too. Uh, and they incorporated the villain's motive into the overarching. Uh, Avengers storyline really well. Yes, and um, that is definitely going to play later because I think that villain um, we'll see in Venom two. Um, oh, that'll be great. Because there was a there was a teaser there was a teaser of Venom two that released a long time ago and it was a very very brief clip and he was in the shot. So uh, Venom uh, Venom two yes um, I believe if I remember that right it was a while ago though so. Um, I mean, I mean, maybe. Sorry, I just it was it was the quickest thing, and it could have just been a throwaway. Let's get Keaton to do this quick thing. Um, I don't know, Peter. Did you go on this one? Not yet. Um, I think this movie sucks. I really. Don't like it. Um, <laughs> this is like this is tied with Iron Man for my least favorite Marvel movie. Um, I and my biggest thing, like I could nitpick it, but my biggest thing is like. I like when Spider-Man's portrayed as, like, a hero and likes to actually help people, and I watched a movie about Spider-Man prioritizing being a Tony Stark fanboy, and I was actually rooting for the villain more than Spider-Man, and that's, I just didn't really like that, that didn't sit well with me. Yeah, and then you put all the gadgets in a suit and you take away the essence of Spider-Man and make him... Iron Man, Spider-Man, yeah, like, I, that, yeah, that bugged me, said, too. I'm trying not to nitpick, and I'm sorry to be, uh nay there on this one. I just really didn't enjoy this film. Yeah, it's all good. Mary Liz, where does this yeah, one sit? It didn't make my Meh. Yeah. <laughs> Even when you said the next movie and you said Spider-Man Homecoming, I had to like censor myself from making that reaction at first. I don't know. It was fun to watch, but... Look, overall, no matter how we look at it, Tom Holland is great. And yes. I want to... I will... The, the portrayal of Spider-Man on all of the Spider-Man stuff in this grouping of movies has been great, so I... Yeah. Yeah. Um... All right, jumping ahead to the final film of 2017. Uh, this one is definitely going on my list, and that is Thor Ragnarok. Um, this, oh, God, I could not have been happier with this movie. The trailer I was pissed off about, but this movie was so good. <laughs> um, um, this movie was so good um, on all levels, and, like, this, this is going to bump Guardians of the Galaxy off my list. Um, so my list is now going to go Cap 2, Iron Man, Thor 3, um, Avengers 2, Doc Strange, um, but Thor 3, just on the humor, um, on the deconstruction of the character, and then reconstruction of the character, so destroying the hammer, cutting his hair, just taking him down to, like, what he would consider rock bottom, but still trying to be that hero and come up from there, um, 
and then you got introduced to Korg, one of the best characters in the MCU altogether. Um, yeah, this I just loved this movie, all of it, just all of it. Um, I, it's one of the most fun times I've had at a movie theater in a long time, just sitting and watching a film. So um, I don't know where anyone else wants to say about it, but who wants to go first? I say I'm going to need a minute to see where this is going to fit. Yeah. Uh, Scott, Peter, Mary Liz needs a second because she needs to Google the plot. I'm not going to Google. This is actually one of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like Thor Ragnarok a lot. I like that it um, is essentially a big like space space opera, which nobody expected from a Thor movie before this. And it was really awesome to see that. Um, I think when I first saw the movie, some of the humor rubbed me the wrong way, where it's just like, a lot of it's like, maybe not my type of humor or something, so like, at first, I don't think I liked it as much as like, with rewatching it, I think I like it a lot more, so this one doesn't make my list, but it's right around, I think it's maybe right under Guardians 2 for me, like, I, I do really enjoy this one, it just doesn't touch my list. It's on my list for sure. Uh, but this is this is the point in the timeline that we've gone through here where I really start to have problems with what do I cut off the list and what do I keep on the list. Yep. And it gets harder for me to make those decisions because the movies keep coming out and, and they keep being good and they keep being good and they keep being good. Uh, this movie's great. I have a lot of baggage about the movie, mostly because of the trailer and because one of the best parts of the movie is spoiled by the trailer. And it would have been such a shock and awe I know. Stupid Marvel. And that's when they introduce Hulk in the movie. Spoilers. Well, the the problem with that the problem with that moment is Marvel, like they put Hulk in there to sell the movie, but at this point they didn't need to sell their movies. Marvel, the name sells itself, and that's. Well, and I think that they put him in the trailer. Yeah. To sell the movie, I know. But I don't think that they put him in the movie to sell the movie. No. I think they put him in the movie really artistically well done. Yeah, no, and you're. It wasn't shoehorned in, and it was like a, a very specific choice. I mean, you got to remember, by this time, Hulk has been missing from our movies for a while. He wasn't in uh, Captain America Civil War. We haven't seen him in a long time. People are going. Last time we saw him, he was flying a jet. Where the hell is it he? Was, it was five. He was missing for five movies. Yeah. And uh, and they brought him back in a big, bad way. And it would have been so amazing if I had not known that that was going to happen. Uh, but other than that, this movie's so awesome. It's gangbusters all the way through. It's super funny. It's like a buddy cop movie, but in like super sci-fi fantasy. Um and, and that's one of the things that I really hold up high. So let's see, where is he going to land on my list? I've got, I still have yeah. Civil War and Full Run. Yep. Then I've got Avengers. Then I've got Iron Man. Then what's after that? Then you got Guardians of the Galaxy and Age of Ultron. And I'm going to put Thor Ragnarok at number five spot and drop off Age of Ultron. All right. Mary Liz. So Thor <laughs> Ragnarok actually takes my number two spot. For nice. A couple of reasons. One is I never watched the trailer, so when I watched the movie, it was a surprise when Hulk came out, oh, which was awesome. That's awesome. Like, yeah, so I didn't have that like right just disappointment, I guess, from seeing the trailer. Like I can still like remember my jaw literally dropping when like that was the grand yeah. champ or whatever they were. Called, he was called. Um, the other two very superficial reasons I like this movie. God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> the two other, like, superficial reasons I like this movie are for Hela and the Valkyrie. They're two of my favorite characters in the universe. Right on. I'm a big Kate Blanchett fan. So, uh, yeah. 
And I like the humor too and everything, yeah. So it takes my number two spot and gets rid of Guardians. Right. All right. Peter, you went, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it didn't make my list. Perfect. I like it. <laughs> we are jumping ahead to 2018, and we had three movies. One, two, three. Yeah, three movies in 2018. We're almost done, man. Um, the first movie in 2018 was Black Panther. Um, I really, really liked this movie, uh, but it is not adjusting my list at all. Um, so I don't know if anyone wants to say anything about it. Overall, I just enjoyed the movie. It's great. I've watched it multiple times. Um, it's basically the first half of the film is James Bond, and the back half of the film is Lion King, if you haven't watched the movie. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I will say... Um, I can jump in, like, I did, I do think I liked the first half of this film better than the second half, but I think a lot of that has to do with the special effects got a little bit wonky, especially in that last fighting scene, but, uh, when this movie came out, it was really hard to avoid the hype for it, like, it got so much hype, and I really did my best to watch this movie with a blind eye, because I didn't want it to be something that got overhyped me and uh overall i really enjoyed this one this is another one where like i want to say i want to put this between uh, uh i'm forgetting where where my list was dr strange and maybe uh Thor ragnarok like right kind of in the center of my list i liked it a lot it doesn't affect my top five but i was pleasantly surprised with this one i guess i can say right okay this um, movie uh culturally and socially has such a huge impact um, you know, none of us are African-American, but this movie is, like, such a big thing to be involved in the MCU for them. I mean, last time we had an African-American superhero take the front Man State uh, spot would have been Blade. Is yep. that right? Yeah, probably. I Blade. You're probably right on Blade. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's almost 20 years ago. This, uh, that time. this would be... And, and also, this movie has such a good villain. The Killmonger's motivation. I mean, I don't think that there's another villain that's more relatable. Uh, and, and I know that sometimes the MCU has gotten criticized for its villains, but Killmonger villain is super relatable, and, and um, people can see his point of view. And and also, he's a freaking badass. He's so cool, uh, his story arc. And then, uh, I think that this movie, um, I, I would really put this movie neck and neck with Ragnarok. Uh, as far as what I like, I'm not going to put it on my top five only because Ragnarok has the Hulk in it and Black Panther doesn't. And the Hulk's one of my favorites. But again, this movie's so, so well done and it is a huge deal uh, to be involved, to be made. So. Right. I have. Did you go, Mary Liz? I didn't. Okay. Um, before you go, I'm going to. I want to counter a couple things, Scott. I want to point out one thing and then counter something Scott said. Um, Scott pointed out that Guardians of the Galaxy was the first movie that made an outside audience that didn't really know anything watch a Marvel movie, and then they went, this would be the next one. Because I remember sitting in the theater, everyone, not one person moved when the credits rolled, because we were all waiting for the bonus scene, and the bonus scene is you see Bucky alive and awake, and they call him the White Wolf, and I remember a lady from the back of the audience go, who's that guy? Like... <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it really made me laugh, but it brought in this whole another group of people that have never really watched these movies. What I'm gonna, the point I'm gonna counter is Killmonger. I have a pro. I thought the Claw was the better villain, and I was very disappointed that they killed him. My problem with Killmonger, I cannot relate to Killmonger nor his motivation because the Killmonger 
in the story in the movie, now I don't know enough about the comics, but in the movie, he is a United States soldier turned terrorist. And if yeah. you and that is why I do not relate to it at all, and I don't understand why everyone is all about Killmonger as a relatable villain, and I only say that because he's a U.S. soldier turned villain. Um, so so the, the reason, the thing that's underlying below all of that, though, with his, with his character is he is Wakanda. Right, I know. He is, he is an outcast of Wakanda. He was discarded and let, and let go, and they didn't even know he existed. And that all happened before he was a U.S. soldier. So, as I completely understand, watching somebody be a U.S. soldier and then watching somebody be a terrorist, super disheartening, definitely not something we want and not something we, we identify with. But knowing his underlying motivation that was that was there before he even became a, a, a soldier yeah. in the first place. Well, I think that that's what uh, has, has resonance all the way through the end. And the acting was great. I there's nothing. I have nothing against that. I just don't identify with the villain. And I just and my disappointment with Killmonger dying is the fa- not Killmonger, uh, the Claw dying is because he was in Avengers: Age of Ultron, and then you saw him again in this. I was like, ooh, the Claw could be one of those villains that you're going to see a lot. You know, like he's going to be one of those yeah, squirrely yeah, villains. Yeah. Yeah, they could have brought him back around and around and around. Yeah. Yeah, they they really got your hopes up that they'd actually repeat a villain or something like that. But yeah, <laughs> um, but Andy Serkis had to go do Star Wars, so what are we gonna do? Um, Mary Liz, what do you I got? Think both, I think both villains are awesome. I'll just say that. But yeah, Mary Liz, what do you have to say? Yeah, I also uh, this movie does not make my list either. Um, what I really liked about it was the whole, like, um, Wakandan civilization and, like, the integration of technology with also, like, um, their culture, and I thought it just did a really good job portraying all of that, and I thought the, um, like, the scenes of everything were pretty, I thought the costumes were pretty, like, everything just seemed to do a really good job. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is where it's going to get real difficult, not that it wasn't already getting difficult. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> The next movie, the last, the next movie that released in 2018, this was the middle ground one, and this is going to bump Doc Strange from my list completely. Um, it's going to shift Avengers at, uh, Age of Ultron down uh, to the bottom. It's going to shift Thor 3 down a slot. I'm just checking my list, and it's going to knock Iron Man 1 down a slot. Um, and that is Infinity War. Um, I loved Avengers Infinity War... All of it, like all of it, all of it, all of it. Um, this is probably one of the best uh, movies altogether um, for me. Um, this is the Empire Strikes Back, in my opinion, of the Marvel franchise. Um, yeah, ev- everything about this movie is phenomenal from beginning to end. And I think we all went in scared to death of what we were going to see. Um, and yeah, I don't. We're, we'll talk, but what do you guys got to say about it? So. I think you you hit the nail on the head. I think it is the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Cinematic. <clears throat> if you haven't seen Empire Strikes Back, you should you know stop listening to this podcast. You should um, you should stop listening. Pause. Go watch the Empire Strikes Back. Understand Peter Parker's joke that he made in Civil War, and then come back and finish the podcast. <laughs> I would like to point well, out that I have seen the Empire Strikes Back. And but yeah, this this movie's great. This movie definitely makes my top five. It does not come out in front of Civil War for me. Um, wow. I still, I still love Civil War. Um, and, uh, yeah, Civil War, yeah, we'll get there. So, I've got it. Civil War, Infinity War, Ooh. Um, 
What was my Avengers? Okay. Iron Man. And that's it, right? No. And then you have, and then the, and your bottom two are Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor three. So something's got to get bumped. Guardian stays. Guardian stays. Thor three it is bumped. It has to be his last run. Yeah, Thor three was my last run, and that's the one that gets bumped. Yeah, it has to be number five gets bumped, otherwise you lied before. <laughs> well, I might have lied before. <laughs> Well, look, these are your lists, and this is just, I just thought this would be an interesting way to go through them all, um, as opposed to, like, let's just talk about our five favorites, and it makes, I just think it makes for a better conversation to do it this way. Heaven forbid these conversations can change my mind as we're going, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we are jumping to the, the final movie of... Oh, we, oh. Sorry, Wait, sorry. who else has to go? Who yeah. else has to go? Me. Peter and Mary Liz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, I jumped the gun. It, this is a this is not an easy uh, episode to moderate. So go ahead. Um, yeah, Infinity War takes my number four spot on my list and bumped off Iron Man one. All right. I don't have anything else to add. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is where everybody starts to hate me, but uh, this movie I had the uh, same experience that Drew had with the Avengers. This is the oh. movie that came out, and I didn't see opening weekend. I don't remember why, but I just didn't have the chance to see it. And everybody was losing their mind over it. And I saw the movie, and I kind of was left with, like, that was okay. Like, I, I, and I, I feel bad. I know everybody loves this movie, but I don't know what it was. I just I didn't like it as much as everybody else. And the one part that I really strongly do like is the end, because the end, they took a bold risk. And it was very innovative and stuff. But the rest of the movie, I actually kind of got bored. I thought the whole plot with uh, Thor having to get a new hammer, even though at the end of Ragnarok he didn't need a hammer anymore, I thought that was a big waste of time. Like I thought it really could have moved a lot faster, and I was a little disappointed with this one. So, unfortunately, it doesn't make my list, and I am sorry. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. Um, My list might not change for a little bit either. Um, Mine hasn't changed since Guardians. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Peter, can I ask, what is your list right now? Yeah, what is your list right now, Peter? My list is number one, Avengers. Number two, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three, Captain America, Winter Soldier. Number four, Iron Man. And number five is Thor, The Dark World. Hmm. And that's a really solid wow. list right there. I'm just going to say that. That's solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so... We are the final movie in 2018 is Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I like this movie a lot, but it does not um, change my list. So that's that's all I got to say about it. I was great. It was was great. It led into um, I didn't like it as much as I liked Ant Man one, and it led into um, what's to come really well. Um, I just it doesn't bump anything on my list, so. I can hop in and say ditto. <laughs> I liked it, but it doesn't affect my list. Yeah, so there's, can... another, there's another loose thread out there from this movie, and that is um, the original Wasp, because she was in the quantum run for like 40 years or whatever it was, and then came out, and they hinted at the fact that she may have superpowers, but that's just mm. hanging out there, and uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's like, hey, when are you guys going to come back to that story from? Yeah. Um, so this movie was great. I loved it. It doesn't it doesn't make my list, but um, 
it was it was fun. Uh, Elisa McDera is uh, cementing his narrating skills in this movie for the second time. Uh, yeah. Um, going back to uh, episode two of the top five report, this movie does have one of my favorite chase scenes in any movie in it. So just pointing that out. <laughs> I would just say uh, pretty much ditto to what Peter and Drew said. And I think Sky said pretty much the same thing. Good movie, but doesn't make the list. All right. Ant-Man's off the table. Um, the next movie doesn't make my list either, um, but I still liked it. We're jumping into 2019, which is the final three films that we got here. So the next movie is Captain Marvel. Um, I really enjoyed Captain Marvel. I was kind of surprised by it. Um, uh, it's, it's got my favorite of the Stan Lee cameos, um, and, uh, yeah, that's really all I got, so, it, it definitely opened the door for a lot of stuff to come, because where the MCU is moving with, uh, Eternals and stuff like that, so. I think this movie is potentially going to age very well, uh, it doesn't make my list as it stands right now. Uh, but I'm wondering how much they're going to build on the plot points from this movie going forward, or how much they're going to build on uh, her character beats. Well, that's the thing about this movie, is her character beats are so weird, and um, and you don't really know who's a good guy and who's a bad guy until almost the very end. And then, even then, you don't really know who's a good guy and who's a bad guy in this movie, uh, because of the whole scrub twist. Um, but I like the movie a lot. I, I don't want to put it on my list right now, but potentially five years from now, I won't be surprised if this movie ages so well that it would land on a list at that point. Yeah, and when they get to Civil War II, they'll, they'll, we're all going to be looking back at Captain Marvel 1 going, oh. So. Right, right, exactly. If, if they do it well, uh, depending on how they do it, yeah, this movie has potential. Uh, yeah, this movie is... Uh, this movie has a, it's kind of weird because there's a lot of parts I didn't like. Like, there's a lot of parts I watched and I was like, oh, they could have done that better, they could have done that better. But there's also a lot of parts I did like. And by the end of the movie, what I was left with is I think they just did a really good job. Like, I think there's some clunky moments, but I think they did such a good job establishing uh, uh, Captain, uh, sorry, I'm, what movie is this? Captain Marvel, sorry. Captain I, Marvel. It's, it's, it's been a long episode. So they did such a good job establishing Captain Marvel's character. And uh, I think that at the heart of the movie, there's really a good story there. And uh, I like her character a lot. And I just think the movie did a good job establishing her overall. This one doesn't make my list, but it, I, I enjoyed it. It's kind of in that middle range for me. Yeah, so this actually does make my list. Um, I really, this is actually the, now that I'm thinking about it, the MCU movie that I've rewatched the most. Um, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Which I, like, didn't realize until just now. But, uh, yeah, so it's my number three spot right now. I liked her hair um, the best in this movie. I do not like her hair in Endgame at all. Hmm. But I also found I out that they... Yeah. I actually, I actually liked the Endgame hair a lot. I, I do too. Yeah. Well, I found out they filmed Endgame before they filmed Captain Marvel, so they didn't really know what they were doing with oh. their hair. Oh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Um. But the main reason I like it is just her character, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. I really like her overall, which is the main reason I like the movie so much, and I'm excited to see like what comes next. She's gonna be in more stuff, right? 
I don't follow the news as well. I would assume so because of where it's going. Yeah. It's probably because they're going to use that character so much in the future. Yeah. Yeah. For our 300th episode, we talked about Like I said, I thought the movie was like. I thought there were some clunky parts, but I think it does age really well. And, like, I also just want to mention, like, I love uh, Captain Marvel's power set, too. I think, like, she has some of the coolest powers out of all the characters so far, just in my opinion, or for, you know, my personal aesthetics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Nice. Um, Does this go on anyone's list aside from Mary Liz? I don't think so. Uh, Not me. Doesn't sound like it. Okay, just wondering. I'm like, because I didn't think so, but just Mary Liz. Um, all right, so we got two more movies to discuss. Um, the next one is Endgame. Um, we all know how we all feel about Endgame. Um, I don't know, like I, th- I think we I think we all know how we feel about Endgame. Um, I have one criticism of the film, and I noticed it on my first viewing of the movie, and it's bo- it bothers me. But the movie is astounding, so it doesn't really matter. The movie is a three-hour movie, but if you watch it real closely. It's almost like clockwork, where the first hour is all the sadness left from Infinity War. The second hour is your Back to the Future time travel movie. And the third hour is a giant fight scene. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's the three-act play. It's, it's split up in perfect segments. Almost. It's bizarre how perfect segmenty it is. Um, that's the, there's a lot of people who would say that's for the film's benefit, though. It is for the film's benefit. Yeah, it is. Intentionally. Um, and they probably wrote it like like that. So um, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think if you know that it's there and that's something that you pay attention to, then I can definitely see that being like a sore on the top of your mouth that you can't help but tongue, you know, the whole time, and it's just annoying. But uh, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. So this will bump Avengers two off my list. So that'll make my list: Cap two, Iron, uh, Cap two, Infinity War, Iron Man one, Thor three, and Endgame. So. I don't know where everyone Endgame else falls on this, but... Endgame is a lot higher on my list. I have been going back and forth with myself, actually, uh, about what uh, what movie I like better, whether it is Civil War or Endgame. Um, I'm putting Endgame in second place right now. Uh, Endgame definitely gives me the chills when I watch it, even even re-watching it. You know, there's moments in it that give me goosebumps. Um, but I, I, if I were to pick a Marvel movie to rewatch and have fun with, I would still pick Civil War. So my list is Civil War, then Endgame, then uh, I believe I've got... Um, you, you have Infinity War next. Infinity, okay, yeah. So Civil War, Endgame, Infinity War, then yep. Avengers, right? Yep. And so then I've got... Iron, uh, Man and, Iron Man and Guardians, so one of the two has so to be bumped. Guardians drops and Iron Man stays. Nice. I went through the... Oh, Iron level. Man drops, my bad. No, 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 no. no. Guardians drops. Uh, my bad. My bad for not hearing. Okay. Yeah, I also was battling between the two for my number one between Endgame and Civil War and <clears throat> Endgame one. So Endgame is my number one right now, and I bumped off Infinity War. Um. All right, Peter. And uh, yeah, for me, Endgame was everything that I wanted Infinity War to be. Like I just talked about how I was a bit disappointed with Infinity War. I loved Endgame so much. This was a movie that really, it, it got me real excited, got me pumped. It gave me the feels like the first Avengers movie did. I had so much fun with this movie, and I think it was an awesome 
ending to this to that saga and that's all that i wanted infinity war to be and for me infinity war just wasn't quite there um endgame is going to take the number three spot on my list and it's gonna knock off um thor the dark world so right now my list is avengers guardians of the galaxy endgame winter soldier and then the original iron man cool um Ray Liz, is this what any words on endgame no Really? Doesn't. Alright. I don't know. I, like, I feel like what more is there to say about it? No, any it? Like, words on it? Yeah. Does it change your list? Oh, is I already it... said that. Oh, you did? Okay. Pay attention. I'm also like, we're getting to the end, so I'm like making sure everyone's list is correct over here. Gotta moderate and work a spreadsheet, and yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. It, it takes talent. <laughs> um, Alright, so we got one more movie to discuss. It's the final movie of 2019, and that is Spider Man Far From Home. Um, I liked this movie way better than Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I feel like they got a lot of stuff better. I loved all the Mysterio stuff at the end where you really got to see the world, like the uh, the alternate world shifting and how they ha- used the Tony Stark tech to create. Like, it's just, it was cool. Um, and you thought they were creating a multiverse, but they didn't create a multiverse because it was a lie. Like, it was just cool. Um, but they didn't, they didn't say a multiverse couldn't exist. No, be, because we have um, a movie coming about the multiverse, but in Spider-Man. <laughs> um, but uh, this doesn't make my list. I just loved it, um, and it was a really good follow-up to Endgame. Um, so uh, who wants to jump on uh, Spider-Man? I agree. Um, I actually really enjoyed this movie. Um, and like I said, I didn't like Homecoming at all, so I was pleasantly surprised. But, uh, yeah, I thought this one was really fun, and I liked that... Uh, Spider-Man was uh, making sacrifices in this movie, and he was doing sacrifices to try to help people, as, a, as opposed to doing like the selfish thing and just being a regular teenager. And I liked that. And uh, I liked the whole aspect that it's like Spider-Man meets Euro Trip. I thought that was really fun too. So, <clears throat> um, well, somebody was gonna say something. Yeah, I was gonna let you finish. The... That's pretty much all I have to say. I just I thought it was fun. Nice. Uh-huh. So I think that this is the movie, because to Peter's point about Homecoming, he was um, talking about how Spider-Man was too much of an Iron Man fanboy, and um, and, and I kind of feel like the point he was in his life, he would have been more of an Iron Man fanboy than he would have been a hero, um, and I think that this movie, you don't really get the hero, Peter Parker hero Spider-Man until after he has already made the big mistake. And he made the big mistake of handing over the control of, of uh, uh, Tony Stark's tech to the bad guy. And it's after that that you start to see him be the Spider-Man that we know and love from the comics and from all of the other IP that's out there about the character. At the very, very end of this movie, when he's finally back in New York and they do the uh, post credit scene with J. Jonah Jameson, uh, which was dynamite, by the way. Uh, that's when you finally have the Spider-Man that we uh, know and you're uh, fans of in the first place. Uh, so I definitely can see what you're saying about what was wrong with Homecoming, but I think that that's where he was in his life. And I think that we get to this point now. The bummer thing about Homecoming was when we left, not Homecoming, the bummer thing about Homecoming was when we left that movie, we thought that Tom Holland was done. And uh, we thought that there would never be another Tom Holland Spider-Man. And that left a bad taste in my mouth because we had finally gotten to where he is, the hero we want him to be. And we don't get to see that movie. But now 
we know that that's not necessarily the case, assuming they ever start making movies again. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> right. And, uh, Do you remember so when Hollywood made movies? Yeah. So let's hope for that. But um, they, this movie was awesome. I liked it a lot. Uh, Night Monkey is great. Um, the MJ in this movie, I mean, obviously it's the same character that they, that they kind of screwed up in the first movie, but... Uh, the way that her character is portrayed, if you were just to just say that that was Mary Jane, it totally fits. Um, super, super good movie. I, I just, I like Spider-Man better in New York City than I like him on a Euro trip. Um, that's not why this movie doesn't make my list. It doesn't make my list <laughs> because the other five movies are so important and so good. So, um, but yeah, I love this movie. Right. Uh, does it knock anything off your list? Like I said, it does not. Okay. It also does not change my list. I actually just watched this movie last night. I didn't get to see this one in theaters, and then <clears throat> time got away for me to actually watch it, and then knowing I was going to be on the show today, I had to make sure I was up to date <laughs> with the MCU. Um, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. But I really enjoyed this movie. also really liked the MJ character. I liked um, how big of a role Happy played in it, too. I just liked yeah. that. And the whole... Um, I really like Aunt May, too, so I think that was kind of fun. Like, there was a lot of parts of the movie that were cool. I like that they incorporated Tony Stark so much into it, and Mysterio was a cool villain as well, so I liked it. The whole, like, alternate reality thing was pretty trippy, so I'm kind of almost <laughs> glad I didn't see it in theaters. I think it would have, like, made me nauseous, but I liked it. Um, well, that, Peter, does it change your list at all? No, it doesn't change my list, but okay. I like this one a lot better than Homecoming. This is probably kind of like middle of the MCU range for me, but I really enjoyed this one. Nice. Okay, so here's what we got. So this brings us to the final list. So, Mary Liz, what's your final list? The whole thing? Yeah, the whole thing, because okay. now I can actually put it into the spreadsheet, and because oh, we had to, like, bump stuff on and off. Yeah. And... All right, my final list is Endgame, Civil War, Ragnarok, Captain Marvel, Avengers, and I like it much better than earlier in the show when I said I hate my list. This is, I'm very happy with this list. Perfect. Uh, Peter, what's your final list? Actually, how Our about this? You you and me are on the show, so never mind. Scott, what's your final list? Your oh, list <laughs> Your list goes um, Cap 3, right? Do you need me to read this off for you? Or do you got you're it? Not talk, you're not talking to me. I'm okay, talking to you. You're not talking to me. Yeah. yeah. Civil War is number one. Yep. Endgame is number two. Infinity War is number three. Yep. Um, then we've got Avengers, yep. and then we've got Iron Man. Yep. And it's kind of cool that uh, you and me held Iron Man all the way to the end. I don't know about Peter, because I, yeah, I'm kind of lost on Peter's list. But Peter, what do we got for your final? All right, so number one is Avengers. Number two is Guardians of the Galaxy. Number three is Endgame. Number four is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. And number five is Iron Man. Hmm. Yeah, man, Iron Man. Oh, Iron Man hung on. No, that's all five yeah, for him. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, but yeah, he hung on. Yeah, um, and then my final list goes: Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Infinity War, Iron Man, Thor three, or Ragnarok, if you want to word it that way, and um, Endgame. Um, so that brings us to the MCU final list. Bryn said that she would send me her list at some point, so I do expect. And I also told her she just should come on and. Uh, we'll go from there. Um, so, um, and then we can get it from her live on the air. Um, again, uh, to our guests, thank you guys both for coming on 
Um, this was awesome just to have a roundtable discussion on this. Um, Peter, I think it's awesome that we got to 100 episodes. Uh, so 100 uh, top five lists. Um, hey, uh, congratulations, guys. That's really awesome. Um, I'm definitely <laughs> one of those people who you probably would say, hey, he probably never thought we'd make it to 100. Well, that's not entirely true. I, I know your motivation and I know your work ethic for both of you. And, and uh, I, I believe you would make it to 100, but I didn't believe you'd make it to 100 listeners. So I think Oh, oh, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> our our yeah, tens of listeners are laughing along with you. Um, <laughs> you guys are doing awesome stuff, and I, I, I'm enjoying listening. I'm enjoying being one of your listeners. And, uh, I get to be lucky enough to be one of your guests every once in a while, so thanks for that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Oh, thanks. Um, awesome. all, to all of our guests who have been on the show, you always have an open seat at the table, so feel free to drop by anytime. Um, Peter, is. do you have anything you want to add real quick before I turn this over to Peter? Because I have a question. No. Sorry, Mary Liz, do you have anything you want to? No, just thanks for having me on again. This oh, was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Peter is taking off next week. He feels he needs to take a vacation, which is fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's not from the podcast, it's just from, you it's, know, work and life in general. Yeah, so. no, we, we get it. Um, no, the reason I'm bringing that up is Peter is not going to be here next week. Um, I'm bringing on a special guest next week. A friend of mine is going to um, uh, radio broadcast school, and he specifically is trying to go into sports podcast, uh, sports uh, radio. And um, he wants some time on the air just for practice and all that kind of stuff. So um, he's going to actually uh, join me next week. Um, and we're going to talk sports movies in general. So it's going to be our five favorite sports films. Um, so that's what we're going to do next week. But because this is technically Peter's pick and he's not going to be here next week, Peter's going to tell us what the list is for when he returns from his vacation. So, Peter, what are we doing when you get back from vacation? Yes. Yeah, so uh, first of all, I think it's cool you guys are doing sports movies. Um, we've had a ton of superhero talk with the last two episodes. And I think that's cool that we're mixing it up. And uh, I actually want to mix it up a little bit more because what I want to talk about is our top five favorite anthologies. So I'm talking anthology meaning kind of stories. Um, and I'm not going to specify movies, TV shows, books, whatever. I just think it'd be fun to talk about. Um, if any of the listeners kind of want to know what I mean, my go-to example of an anthology would probably be like the Twilight Zone where, you know, it's this, this big cohesive sci-fi TV series, but every episode is a completely different story sort of thing. So, uh, Drew, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, but this is something I've been thinking about lately that I think would be fun to do. Um, so just anthologies in general? Yeah, yeah. So I don't want to limit it because I know there's, there's comic anthologies, there's movies, there's, uh, TV shows, there's a lot of books that are just collective, collective stories and stuff, so. Um, awesome. I'm gonna, um, I might, I'm gonna text you a little bit off air, uh, just to clarify some stuff, uh, before I start compiling oh. my list. Um, okay, fair enough. And then, um... So yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So next week we're gonna do uh, sports movies. We did. If you go back into our list in our, our episode category, um, team sports is a list Peter and I did. We but this time we're doing all sports, so it includes like the Rockies and stuff, uh, the individual. Like if there's a boxing movie we really like, so um, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, so it's gonna kind of yeah, be all encompassing, and you cutting, you might you hear me talk. Have, what? You guys gonna probably have cutting edge on one of your lists. Yeah, cutting edge for sure is gonna make one of the lists. I don't even know if that is. Um, it's a movie where a figure skater falls in love with a hockey player. Um, <laughs> um, at any rate, um, 
So, uh, yeah, that's it, Peter. Episode 100 in the can. Um, awesome. So to all of our listeners out there, if you will do us a favor and check out our website, top5report.com, there you'll find links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook, all along with our link to our uh, email, top5report at gmail.com. You can interact with the show there um, or hit us up on our social media. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my name is um, uh, at Drew3927. Um, I jumped this a little bit. Um, we are on Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, please subscribe to us because you won't miss a single episode. And please give us a review. We love the five stars, but we understand criticism, and it makes um, us get better. Um, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Drew3927. Uh, Peter? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Ninja Pierre, and that's where I will be pointing out how much Adam must have been yelling at us while listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, uh, Scott, do you want anyone to follow you or no? You can't follow me. Perfect. Mary Liz? <laughs> nope. You guys are going to stay quiet on the yep. on the interwebs. Absolutely. All right, everyone, for the Top 5 Report, I'm Drew. Peter? I'm Peter. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.